Hey, What's everybody. Up? Welcome oh, back. We, we, uh, we did our greetings at the exact same time. Yes, we did. You're welcome. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's two people here and we're talking in unison. Woohoo. Woo yep, that's uh, right. <laughs> uh, I, I am your host, Roger Rieger, and I'm here with... Your other host, Dakota Binfield. Oh, there's two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we as we mentioned, God, we are on as we something mentioned else. more than once. There wow. are two people here. We're we're in separate locations, so it feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of virtual recording for safety, but um, because I, you know, not in the mood to get COVID. I, COVID's just not something I want. Actually, yeah, I it want a lot out. of things in life, and Corona isn't on that list. I've managed shocking. to miss it like this far, and I'm yeah. Like, we're you've so had some close. close shaves. You've had I, some close shaves. I too many. Like okay. Oh yeah. Look, I understand. I'm a very lucky person. Like yeah. in most things, and I don't take that luck for granted. I appreciate it. I don't mm -hmm. try to ever take advantage of it either. That's my thing. Like I don't want to put myself in a bad situation, though That's I a have good call. before. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. I I'm just ready to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, our campus is hopefully getting them mid-February. I think they'll distribute out to people who are in higher risk groups than us first. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited for that. My grandmothers both got vaccinated, which is awesome. Oh, that's great. Um, happy GG. That. Yeah, GG. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was really good. Um, hope, hopefully we will see good things in the future and helpful yeah. results. I'm very excited for this year. I'm, like, like I said during our uh, New Year's episode, I just... I don't know what it is. I can like feel it. I'm I'm excited. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's gonna yeah, be good. It's good. Good vibes. So how's your week been? Uh, my week's been... okay. Well, <laughs> here let let me take back that last statement really quick. Um, <laughs> do you want this to be your what you learned this week? Yeah. Is this a teachable no, this moment is... from the universe? It's a hundred like it's a hundred percent a teachable moment. I I didn't learn any cool crazy facts, but I did learn a lot of life lessons. <laughs> Excellent. So here we go. It was Monday morning and I went to work ba, ba, ba. and I was in my Hyundai Sonata, which didn't have AC at all, which is fine, you know, because it's winter and it's super cold. And so I was blasting the heat all day uh, and also, you know, going pretty fast as you do speeding around. And my engine heated up my heater core, which if you don't know, is a little radiator behind your dash which like <laughs> pumps coolant through it. So it'll heat up like the coolant as it's going through your engine. And it also controls like your thermostat and everything. Mm -hmm. So that, that pretty important part of my car uh, caught on fire. Oh dear God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like actual flames. Well, not, I didn't see flames. Right. But I saw smoke coming through my AC vents. So there was something oh, up. Yeah, uh, and then no the good. smell of burning plastic that was there as well. So also not good. I, uh, the next day I went to a mechanic to see how much it would be to like fix it and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot. It was too much. It was enough that my dad said, you know what? Let's go get another car instead. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. It's, it's in for sure. And yeah, so just, just new, new car kind of repairs. Exactly. It, no, it was here. And like the thing, the AC was already messed up. And there were like several other problems with it. So it was just, it wasn't a matter of, you know, if it would break down afterwards, it was just mm -hmm. when. Oh, yeah. And so we decided it's to go through something out. else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yesterday I had a full day with my dad and his girlfriend. We went car shopping mm -hmm. and I was really mad because I got into the car, at, or the car that I got. And it's not my typical car, which is a small car that goes really fast so I can, you know speed and it's fun uh no it was a big 
big old Subaru Forester. You're joining the Subi gang. I am joining the, the Subi, Subi gang. gang. And you know what, Georgia? I won't ever fucking look back because it's fantastic. I, 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 I love, love the car. I love my Subaru. They, what, what's the whole thing? Like, like Subarus are made with love or like Subarus are where like love happens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They I, have I don't to share the love event. Like, Oh yeah, it's it's an awesome mm-hmm. like charity event, but also like I I seriously like I feel like a, a amazing like mountain gal in my Subaru. <laughs> Same. Oh, it's four wheel drive, and if you didn't know, four wheel drive goes real fast. Also, I just want to give a shout out to the car dealer. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I know we talked about it a little bit. <laughs> But I just want to say, hey, how you doing, man? Thank you so much uh, for the car. And it was a good deal. I, I'm pretty proud yeah. of myself. I was able to, like, knock the price down, like, 700 bucks. Nice. Good deal, dude. I know. I, I made the deal. So that was a good a good time, a teachable moment for me where I really felt like, because it was all me. Like, I made mm-hmm. the deal with him. I was talking to yeah. him the whole day. And that's the first time I've done that myself. And I felt good about that. That's a cool, like, adult moment. It, exactly. I was like, oh, oh, shit. I can do this on my own wow yeah awesome yeah. um that's so cool but that night i went to dinner with my dad his girlfriend my sister and her girlfriend and then on the way home now this is where the thing i learned this week comes in ah here's the learning moment i was getting on the highway for the first time with four-wheel drive it turns out it really picks up when you just like when all four of them go you can just get up to speed mm-hmm. so i'm driving back to Cullowee. i'm past waynesville mm-hmm. and I'm going about 80 in a 55. I don't notice that I'm going 80 in a 55. That's the problem with the big cars. They don't feel like they're going fast. Because I had a Prius when I was in high school. And like, you can be going 40 and be like, I'm Lightning McQueen in a Prius. Because it feels ridiculous. But in in like any car that's slightly larger, I'll be going 80 and I will not notice. It's it's pretty frightening, honestly. It's it's scary because like, at first I was, I was driving, you know, in town and stuff going like 45 or 50 or so. I'm like, this thing's so slow. And I got <laughs> on the highway. I'm like, this thing's too fast. Uh, and I come around a corner and lights turn on these like headlights. And they're like in the center of the lanes. They're in the median. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's a cop. And oh, I'm speeding. And then he pulls me over and this, this interaction ensues. I'm freaking out slightly nervous nervous um Mm -hmm. and he walks up to my window and i roll it down and i'm like hey i I, i'm so sorry i i i i know i was i i i was speeding and stuff i i it was i'm just i bought this car today uh and i'm just getting used to the four-wheel drive I'm, i'm really really sorry and i showed him the new title i don't know i don't know why he didn't but he didn't even ask for my license he uh he like i just showed him that and he goes oh okay well I'm gonna just go check some things and I'll be right back. And he's walking back to his car and I roll the other window down and I stick my head out and I yell, I'm like, hey, hey, wait, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just gotta let you know that the, the, the tags and the license plate, they're still in my dad's name. Yeah. Uh, but the car itself is in my name. It's my first car in my name. And he goes, oh, uh-huh. okay. You know what? Just just take it down a notch speeding and you'll, you'll <laughs> be fine. Just take it down a notch Advice for life. Take Just it down take it a down a notch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and oh, I, I was incredible. fucking shocked. And you know what I think it was? Other than mm-hmm. like, yes, I, I understand like privilege. But mm-hmm. also, I think it might have just been too much paperwork for him. Because mm. that's a lot mm. to like have two different titles and names and owners. It's it's a lot. So it's possible. But you uh, know what you got? You got lucky. Again. I got lucky again. Like yeah! that. That is the perfect <laughs> example of my luck. 
I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense because I should have gotten a ticket. I fully mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. But that's my luck. Now, that's what I learned. I learned that my luck always pays off. However, I also so learned far. that you shouldn't speed you shouldn't that speed. much. <laughs> that, like, just don't get caught and you'll I, be I will fine. say the, the inverse of the Subaru acceleration is how good the mm-hmm. brakes are. I told a story a while ago of, like, how... I if I had been in my old car, I don't think I would have made it out of a crash. And I like my brake stopped within six inches of the person in front of Whoa. me because the super brakes are so good. Um, it's the like the highest safety rating that a car has. Yeah, they're, no, they're fantastic. I'm a super great for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I didn't expect it because like I I pressed down on the brakes when I first got in, and I was like, oh, they just like go because my car like you tap the brakes and it's just like. But that's also because the brakes were broken mm-hmm. and never like uh, loosen they never just like let go i'm glad i'm glad you got a different car but i'm really glad i got a different car i'm glad car you made too. it out of that car in as many pieces as you're in you know i it doesn't make sense but there's the luck again so yeah, here we are alive and well what i what i learned this week is that um yeah i'm afraid of robots what any of them they don't have to be intelligent just robots my um roommates bought so an alexa oh yeah i don't like that at all I don't yeah. like the voice control ones, but mm-hmm. my point is my roommates <laughs> bought a automated trash can where you wave your hand over the top and it goes zoop and it opens and then it closes um, and it's like smart. That's great. It's at the bottom of the stairs. I live can. at the top of the like stairs. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, come, I come downstairs in the middle of the night to get snacks like frequently. That's a thing that I do. I like go downstairs, mm-hmm. snack time. In the dark, hearing anything go zoop is horrifying genuinely oh, like God, it has scared me so much yeah. so the first probably 10 20 times i've walked down the stairs and passed this trash can that opens with motions so goes whoop and i go ah <laughs> it happens, like, every <laughs> single time ah. it's like, work, work. yeah so, this is, ah. god that's amazing it just cracked me up so i've learned that i've like like if, if there was a roomba in my house i'd be terrified um roombas imagine imagine just playing a prank on your roommates though just connecting to the roomba at like 3 a.m and just like letting it go just letting oh, go God. around the oh, house God. and like knock on doors and shit. <laughs> I seriously like I just I think that I will have to lead most of my life as like unautomated as possible because I get mm-hmm. so upset when any item does something I haven't thought of yet. Uh, like if I'm if I'm like I'm like no I don't need to use the trash can right now and it's like what if you do and I'm like ah uh, no then you then you just like start thinking uh, do do I wait wait what <laughs> maybe yeah, the machine maybe I, knows maybe there's something Georgia. I need to throw away I'll check my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's um, seriously like so i learned that i am, am mildly afraid of robots my mom has one of those google nests um oh and yeah yeah i just i i, I can't like like it's helpful it's helpful the mm-hmm. music sounds great out of the speaker um but the fact that you have to be like hey google i want to listen to this and she's like i know exactly what you're talking about mm, yeah i don't care for that okay well this brings me to like a bigger topic of conversation what's your thoughts on ai i do not think ai is a good idea End of question. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. Fair enough. I think that there is a type of AI that is useful, but I really think that every single scientist should stop going, can we replicate the human brain? Stop <laughs> doing that. Can we Why make- are you doing that? <laughs> can we make a, a human brain that can control the whole world? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> there, There is no code that you can write that will make something that is not sentient have compassion and that terrifies me like it genuinely terrifies me and like i've heard my sister talk about like the ability of cybersecurity and the ability of coding and just uh-huh. been like mm, no 
It's no, terrifying. Absolutely not. The closest we can get to like quote unquote compassion from like an AI, at least mm-hmm. as of right now, I don't know where we'll get in the future. So, you know, if I'm listening back in 20 years and some AI is like holding me hostage, please do not kill me. Uh, you're fine. Whatever. Uh, but like, we don't even know why humans have compassion. We don't right. know why that is something that we've developed. We don't know why that's something animals have developed. And like, it, it freaks me out that there are, but like at the same time, I think there's useful AI. Like there's like development of AI that can go into your bloodstream and like mm-hmm. kill off cancer cells and like yeah. that kind of AI. Sure. It has a, it has a goal and it's just, it has do a purpose. That. Like we're giving it a solid purpose. Yeah. I don't want you to make something that looks like me and acts like me, mm-hmm. but isn't like me and right. go, it's the future. No, thanks. <laughs> No. It's just slightly terrifying. I, I think yeah. if we can do it right, which, you know, looking at our track record as a species, probably mm-hmm. not. If you if you want to watch a really interesting movie about this, check out Bicentennial Man. It's oh. a Robin Williams movie. Most of the movie is bad. Be, be, I want to be very clear. It Fair is enough. not well made. Okay. But the concept of it is really good. And uh-huh. um, I'm all about a concept. Yeah. Some people think it's about like reincarnation, like moving every stage of your life closer to like um enlightenment but on the other hand it's about a robot turning into a human man um and i think it's cool because it's like one robot that has sentience but other robots don't have sentience it's it's fascinating but it, it really like opens up that like how how much struggle would you willfully put an ai through if you gave it a soul if you could code it to have a soul how much grief would it have to go through to get to the point where you would have to consider it a human and like that's what the movie's about um and i would check it out it's it's good yeah no 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 i i very interested in that that sounds awesome Mm -hmm. because like i thought about that like in my mind some people some people think that it's like the next step in evolution where we've evolved to the point where it's like we're the smartest things on the planet right now and like we have sentience. So if we can make something with sentience, that's just like the next form of life, which is terrifying. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, hey, hey, humans, until we all stop doing dumb stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you're not ready to evolve. <laughs> oh, we're so not. We're so not. War is we're still good a thing. to go. We can't do that. We can't do that right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, as, yeah. As soon as you let the We have AI exploding hoverboards mm. still. Please do not. Yeah. <laughs> please do not make an AI God. because you think we're ready to evolve. As soon as you let that sucker out onto the internet, it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody releases like a 3D pl- printing uh, pattern for a robot. Like, oh, we're, we're done for it. Um, you're right yeah, so so my recommendation is is don't make robots in the <laughs> perfect robot we're good so today, make, make robots that help people and that's it yes um yes, yeah exactly. yeah so i was just gonna say that today we have a very special guest uh, my very mm-hmm. good friend andrew crew is here on yeah. the show and he has made me we're excited very very nice very spicy coffee uh yeah. so i'm very excited yeah but here we go let's get into the whole episode yeah. see you let's guys hop in. In. see ya bye-bye hello hey everybody and welcome back to the uh the show (laughs) we're here we're here again it's amazing here we are here we are with our guest andrew krug who is still counting he is still counting for coming into the podcast it's it's incredible if you if you here uh andrew could you scoot a little closer to the mic just so everyone gets Uh, a good taste of your voice Ooh. Yeah, just a little little sip of your voice there. Everyone, welcome to my Mind Area podcast. Oh? 
Wait, wait, wait. Mind Area Podcast. I don't know if I'm allowed to say Headspace. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Copyright, copyright, copyright. (laughs) They're on our ass. God, I, head, Headspace was like it's, it's like a meditation app if you don't know. And in high school, I was I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that and it's gonna make my life better. And it did. And then they were like, Can you give us thirty dollars a month to continue that service? And I was like, Ah, no, that's like I'll just be sad. My mental health is not worth I, it. I wish I had the money to do that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's for a great cause, like oh, yeah. keeping people mentally healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it is expensive though. If you can afford it, go yeah. go pay for Headspace. We're not sponsored. Mm-hmm. Wish we were. <laughs> hey, Headspace, sponsor us. Just say it. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> just hand hand me a hundred dollar bill, and you know I'll, I'll do my work. It's I'll great. mention you. I think your ads for Headspace should only contain screaming. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me before Headspace. <laughs> me after Headspace. <laughs> just a slightly anxious whine. <laughs> If I could get my my mental state down to an anxious wine, I'd feel comfortable. I, you know, with that. it'd be better than what it's. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take an anxious wine. You know, I hate I, anxious wine is the best kind of wine, honestly, except for a good moscato. Yeah, who needs a marlot when you <laughs> have anxiety? I like prosecco. Prosecco. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself here and let you guys know I do not know the names of the wine and I don't know the difference between them. They are all just grown up juice that I think tastes pretty average i at first was about to be like what kind of adult are you but honestly yeah no you're right i've i've established that there are there are three types of people who who drink alcohol there's beer dads wine moms and liquor aunts and Mm. i could be any of those at any time i am a wine mom a hundred percent i'm proud of you yeah is it bad that i think well liquor aunt sounds pretty fun gonna be honest (laughs) Margaritas day and night. It's oh, yeah. pretty cool. Go. Once you get there. Once you get yeah, there. But it's... you know, <laughs> once you get it, please drink responsibly. Instead of alcohol, uh, you know what I prefer? What? This coffee. Uh, Andrew oh, Andrew yes. made coffee for me today. Uh, yeah, when I heard that nobody had made you guys coffee yet, I was furious. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Hey, this is just a future warning to all you <laughs> suckers who want to be on guests. the podcast. Huh? <laughs> Were you on this podcast and you didn't bring us coffee? Consider that next time. Like mm-hmm. you've you've raised the bar, Andrew. Yeah, and you'll now always be in coffee. my shadow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in the shadow exactly. of now, can you please explain to me uh, what kind of coffee this is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this is a. Uh, my my preferred method is pour over coffee. Mm. Um, at the moment, well, we're well. drinking freshly ground Jazzy Java coffee Jazzy from England. Um, it tasty. has hints of cinnamon, mm. rum, and spicy. pecan. Ooh, nutty. Yeah, I no. boiled the water um, at 212 degrees, wow. waited two minutes, and <laughs> then poured the hot water over the ground. And I got to say... Now, why did you wait that two minutes, Andrew? To Tell cool, to about cool why it off. To cool it off. Because, because water boils at 212 degrees, but the sweet spot for brewing coffee is around 200 <laughs> degrees. So if you make your coffee... With uh, right, right off of the right off of the, the the element from the from the stove and it's and it's boiling and stuff. You might scald the coffee. Mm. And oh no! It'll taste awful. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I pour my coffee over at 175 degrees. So this weekend, Andrew and I will be having an MMA style fight in the backyard <laughs> to establish dominance over yeah. which temperature is better. We will be throwing hot coffee at each other though, so I probably yeah. <laughs> will win. <laughs> You'll probably I, win that element uh, of the fight. <laughs> I use a Keurig, and I'm gonna be in the stands watching. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just eating K cups dry. Mm. 
love the beans. <laughs> Open a cake cup, eat a shot, just crunch oh it on it. Oh my god, that's phenomenal. God, oh my god, um, that so, cracks me up. Let's just let's let's hop into the interview, yeah. shall we? Uh, now that we've you know interrogated you about your coffee making mm-hmm. methods, I, I do have something to admit real quick. Oh, this yeah. is my second cup of coffee of the day. So Cody, <gasps> if you notice me levitating next to you, mm-hmm. um, well, I won't be just, shocked. Just assume I've achieved nirvana. Yeah, well, um, it has I assumed, nothing to do with too much caffeine. Andrew, I assumed if yeah. any of us were going to reach nirvana, it would be you. Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I ex- I expect to see Andrew just floating around campus for his final semesters. <laughs> oh my god, legs crossed, just like six feet off the oh ground. Yeah. Like, what's up, guys? Is that guy on a hoverboard? No, he's just better than you. <laughs> <laughs> he just drinks really good coffee. <laughs> Turns out, if you grind your own beans, you get superpowers. Whoa, man, did you brew that at two hundred and five degrees? I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I Something about you minutes. seems lighter today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh man, that's my light so- roast. <laughs> The coffee puns are mm-hmm. endless, and yeah. I love it. So, Andrew, uh, explain to our audience a little bit. Um, who who are you? I'm Andrew Krug. That about encompasses it. Wow. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Andrew. I know we're going to go more in depth with uh-huh. the question, but I really do, like, knowing you, uh-huh. that right there, yeah. No, that's <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> that that kind of explains. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. That so, seems fair. But when, really, I, when I met Andrew Krug, we were in a show together, and he was he played a centaur. Mm-hmm. Had like we met. Ex, I w- he had like extra legs that were like rigged up, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that guy seems like that seems like an Andrew Krug for sure." <laughs> <laughs> we met. Uh, I was. I, I think I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, yeah, I met. was a freshman. I was. I was tiny and incredibly awkward. It was a great show. Me too, we had a good old time. So. <laughs> you know. Okay, I don't want to say I'm jealous that you met Andrew before me. Um, but we're, I'm. We're better jealous. friends than you and I are, Cody. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, we, have a, we have a strong Concord bond. You know what? Why don't you guys? Why don't you guys run the podcast? Oh, it's fine. It's No, I'm not. So, Cody, who are you? <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, Cody. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Okay. These questions are meant for others, not myself. <laughs> so, so Andrew, I noticed you have a Dungeons and Dragons mug. Um, mm-hmm. If you were any D and D class, what would you be? Um, I think I love the wizard class uh, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of all of the spells that are open to them. And I really like the creativity that right, you can right. um, implement into your games mm-hmm. and um, use spells in a way that you wouldn't normally think of them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, like like a lot of people, you, you hear of the, the, the wizards who always cast fireball. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm the guy who likes to put down like an oil slick or something. <laughs> and just, just make the area a little, a little uh, worse I've, to, I've heard worse that there's through. like some disagreement within like D&D communities about like which wizard spells are preferred or best over others. Mm-hmm. Do you have a mm-hmm. favored spell that's like your favorite to have, use? I don't have a favorite spell. I, I usually like to um, choose spells that I think my character would use. Uh, I, I, I like the role-playing aspect more of Dungeons & Dragons than mm-hmm. uh, just the technical elements. Yeah, uh, totally. just, just because I love playing with the characters. I think that that's, yeah. that's really fun. Uh, I did say wizard, um, but mm-hmm. my answer is sorcerer. I think okay. that, I, I, think that I, I would be a sorcerer. <laughs> so wait, wait. Yeah. Please explain the difference to the, our listeners who might not understand. Okay, okay. Uh, wizards in Dungeons & Dragons, TM. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, study, they study schools of magic. 
Um, they're mm-hmm. they're very they're very studious. Is that a word? Yeah, studious? no, studious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah, very they're very studious. Um, and they they study magic studious. for uh like the majority of their lives, and they mm-hmm. have these spell tombs that they hold oh. that contain all of their all of the spells that they have on hand. Um, and really everything that all of the power that they have mm-hmm. uh cured has been through hard work and studying and just uh just just being very just scholarly. Doing, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Just putting in the work. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Sorcerers, um sorcerers, the ground opens up and uh pops out a magical person who can just sort of like fart and then somebody accidentally turns into a potted plant. Their okay. their big thing is wild magic. Sometimes when they cast spells, uh you have to roll a D one hundred um, which whoa, is a one hundred sided die. Oh my god! And That's too many sides. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of sides, uh, and <laughs> and each of those numbers is, um, has something that happens, and it could be whoa. you die, the world ends, <laughs> or maybe maybe you heal yourself a little bit, maybe you have dark vision, maybe you can see in the dark. <laughs> Or maybe you maybe you cause the apocalypse. See, these sound like Gosh, the lazy shit. That's a lot that of pressure. Mm. That's a lot of pressure to mm-hmm. have as as a sorcerer. Uh, do, you, do you think if you were a sorcerer in real life, you would ever cast a spell knowing that one of the possibilities was absolutely yes? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Here's the thing: if Andrew somehow got the power to be a wizard, our world would end because mm. he wouldn't stop at one. The government would have to try to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna throw them I would, I would do one hundred. You roll them on the ground. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like ah, fuck it. I would roll a hundred yeah. one hundred. One hundred d one hundred. God, the probability incredible. is endless. Oh man, that's incredible, man. I, that's amazing. Thank you. I don't know. We we've talked a little bit about who you are. We kind of get the gist of like yeah, you, a bit wacky, bit wacky. Mm-hmm. 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 A sorcerer mm-hmm. named Andrew Krug. So. Tell us about your childhood, Sorcerer Andrew Krug. My childhood? Yeah, what was, like, I don't know, some favorite memories, some formative uh, experiences? You know, that's actually pretty funny. Um, All of my earliest memories are traumatic memories. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh that's crazy. <laughs> um, I remember I remember only bits and pieces of, like, my youngest of selves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being me crawling around, Ooh, uh, seeing a yellow cord and biting into it. I remember nothing about it. I learned later that I bit into a uh, the cord of a lamp that was plugged into the wall and electrocuted myself. Holy shit! Another wow. memory that I have is uh, there's two of them uh, because I I was born in Connecticut um, mm-hmm. and then we moved oh, down when wow. I was around two. Yeah, um, that makes it, that makes so much more sense. I and in um. In my house in Connecticut, uh, we had a flight of about five stairs, and I fell down the stairs. I remember being at the top of the stairs. That is all. <laughs> Dude, this is this is really just funny to me, because, like, you're talking about the young, youngest memories, and they were all, like, injuries. And, yes. like, I feel that on a spiritual level. The earliest memory I have is from when I was, like, two or three. It was, like, right after Christmas, and I was so excited because our decorations were still up, and... Uh, we had these like stockings over our fireplace with mm-hmm. like the iron stocking holders and everything up there. And so my dumbass self was like, oh boy, stockings must have presents. Um, and so I walk up to them and I'm like, mom, mom, get my stocking down. She goes, honey, it's it's not Christmas. And I was like, mom, get the, sto- I, there's pre- get the stocking down. And uh, she didn't, she was taking a minute and that's not her fault. I was, I was a loud, annoying, obnoxious kid. 
And so as we all are. Well, of course, of course. And I decide, you know what, I've got this. And so I grab my stocking and instead of, you know, lifting it off the hook or even trying really, I just pulled. I just pulled it down. And the last thing I remember from that experience was this giant iron stocking holder with like a scary ass Santa Claus on it just coming towards my face. And wow. And I think I blacked out the I, I remember screaming, but uh I got my head glued up. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was a good time. Can That's I can impressive. I add to that for a second? You could add to my childhood. Yeah, not to your childhood memory. <laughs> I just want to add to the conversation. Can I, can I embellish on that childhood memory for you? <laughs> yeah, no, go for yeah, it. Um, add when, a little spice. When I was a when I was a child, a young child, I was terrified of Santa Claus. <laughs> really? I was terrified. Oh, yeah. I, okay, didn't, like, I didn't understand the man's motives. He broke into your house. Yeah, oftentimes right? when people break into your house, they take things. But he <laughs> breaks into your house and gives you things if if you're good How because he- he's seen you. I didn't get it. I would. Uh, it would be Christmas night, and my parents would be like, "Andrew, Santa's not gonna come if you stay up." And I would be like, "Good, I don't <laughs> want him to come. Keep him out. <laughs> I do not want that man in my home." When I was when I was a kid, I I figured out Santa so early. My mom, I I said something like, "Mom, we don't we don't have a chimney that a man could fit through, and unless he can, this is my rationale. Unless he can turn into slime and slip under the door, I I don't think you'd let like a random flubber. man into my house." Yeah, and she was she was like do you want me to tell you the truth? And I was like, no, I, I know what I need to know. And from then on, I was just like, I, I, I thought I was like letting my parents think I believed in Santa. And I was like, I'll just let them do that. For wow. Me. Wow. <laughs> um, no, that's really funny because I had that same thought. My, my chimney, it was a gas like fireplace. Mm-hmm. And so it was super nice, super warm, super butane-y. Um, and the top of it just like had this big bar, like not big bar, it's like a big plank of wood that just covered the actual chimney. Mm-hmm. Cause it was a full chimney, but we didn't use the full chimney. I remember looking up at that as a kid and being like, wait a minute, how the fuck does Santa get in here? So I asked my parents and I'm like, how, how does Santa get in her house? And they're like, oh, he uses the front door. And that's so much more menacing. That's so much scarier when it's just like, yeah, we leave the door unlocked for a strange old man that walks in and gives you toys. Hey, Dad, Mom said that Santa has a key to the house. I just wanted to let you know. I, oh. <laughs> Talk about that as a family. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Andrew, we're, we're on the topic of childhood. Uh-huh. Like, and clearly we got a lot of funny memories, mm. but what do you think were some like really formative ones? What, what from your childhood made you who you are today? Let's see. I did a lot of theater when I grew up. Um, since I was mm-hmm. in sixth grade, Ooh. I was in like the school. What was your first show? Theater. Um, I, I was, uh, I was the mock turtle in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Hey, hey. I got to, nice. I got to sing a song about soup. It was awesome. Oh, that's, that's um, Andrew, where were you in that? Oh, I did it at Harris Road Middle School, I think. Okay, thank God. I was worried we'd been in a show together and hadn't noticed. Oh, we've been in uh, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. We talked about yes, this Yes, that's true. Yeah. But, but, but like, we've have, <laughs> that's happened to me three or four times where I've been in a show with somebody and I, I wasn't in a scene with them, so I forgot it happened. <laughs> and then later they'd be like, yeah, I did the show. And I'm like, wait a second. I did that show. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> There's a connection okay. here. Um, but <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. I, 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 I used to um, do theater all the time growing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. from sixth grade to right now oh, yeah. um, I'm studying acting right now uh, in case the listeners here don't know that um, <laughs> most, most, most of your most, most of our guests are either like musical theater or <laughs> yeah. acting majors yeah. <laughs> good time um, but I, I think that that's had a, a large role in who I am because it, it always made me assess who I was how mm-hmm. I viewed the world how I view others how others mm-hmm. view me uh, because right. those are important right. those are important questions to ask yourself 
when you're going through a script and trying to analyze a character. I think that those are important right. questions as well. Um, and really? so I think that that's been very formative. And I also grew up Roman Catholic church. Ooh. Yeah, I went to church every Sunday um, until I went to college. Um, <laughs> I I was Relatable. confirmed. Hey, so at least you don't have to worry about that. Like, just in yeah, case. No, yeah, I'm going to heaven as long as I <laughs> can. Yeah, just in case right. you guys as long as, Catholic, like, as long as the Catholics got it right, you're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not very religious anymore, but I do think mm-hmm. that that has helped form me in some way. Uh, yeah. I, I have a lot of I love I have a lot of views on the Catholic Church that I don't necessarily agree with, but there are a lot of values that they have that are nice and comforting, and I right. can understand why people go to the church. I mean, I feel like that's with most religions. It's like yeah. there's there's good things in it, yeah. and like a lot of it is based on good things. There's just a lot of um, mm-hmm. spice added in. Are you religious or spiritual now in any way? I don't, I don't think so. I'm at the moment. I'm prepared for after death. Nothing. Nothing happens mm-hmm. at all. Um, because that makes that makes the most sense. Um, right. Just just for nothing to happen. And also, I, I, if you're expecting absolutely nothing, what's the hurt? That's what's the worst that could happen? Hell. Most churches don't even believe in hell, so that's pretty <laughs> slim. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I I went through uh my sophomore year. I went through a big nihilist phase mm-hmm. where I was just like, God is dead, and I killed him, <laughs> and like. <laughs> I, I was like super super hardcore against the church and everything. Now not not so much. In fact, I, I believe in God, um, just not in the sense that I like grew up mm-hmm. with him, you know, it, or with it. I don't want to put pronouns on God, mm. um, but I I don't know. I think it's good to be able to come to that point of acceptance mm. with nihilism, where it's like it just all comes down to we die and it's not perceiving. That's it. Mm. Being okay with that really helped me out to like really explore mm-hmm. spiritual beliefs yeah, absolutely. because then i was yeah. like well i mean if that's if that's it you know what's what's the harm in like looking at the world in a different light mm-hmm. and so i like not feeling guilty about yes. every decision that you make yes not feeling shame mm-hmm. um just shame. just doing yeah. like setting out what you want to do and being happy about it i think that that's what's important you mentioned that there's things you no longer agree with from Catholicism, but mm. are there any things that you learned in the church as a kid that have stuck with you or that still play a role in your life? Mm. Um, I think one of the biggest things actually is um, praying. I don't, I don't pray, but one of the one of the things that we learned about when I was in church is they 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 would they would tell us when you're praying, sometimes you have intrusive thoughts. Maybe you're worrying about like the school week or something. Maybe your work life isn't going super well. Maybe you're thinking about that while you're praying. And when that's happening, that's not a bad thing at all. But just take a note of that. Be like, okay, yes, that's a thought. Pray on that for a second and then continue. And using that for um, like meditation or something is amazing. Yeah. Because it's so easy when you're starting out with meditation. Mm-hmm. When you have these intrusive thoughts, it's it's it can just completely derail you. Yeah. And it's it can be very difficult to 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 get back into it or to continue going. Um yeah. and to just be kind to yourself and be mm-hmm. like, this isn't it's not a bad thing that I'm it's it's a human right. thing that I'm having these thoughts. Mm-hmm. This is just like a natural thing that happens. It's okay. Yes, that was a thought. Let's continue. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. I think it's really interesting when people talk about prayer, meditation, manifestation, mm-hmm. all of those things. Because to me, anyway, from like a, an objective point of view, they all kind of serve the same purpose. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend Peyton about manifesting and like mm-hmm. what it is. And it's it's literally just you 
saying what you want, like speaking it out into mm-hmm. the universe and like working towards that and like really believing that like it's going to happen. And a lot of times it works manifesting. I mean, you're literally just picking out your goals and mm-hmm. you want to achieve them. Mm-hmm. I feel like praying like is the same effect. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there praying for something, you're asking God for something uh, or even like strength, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're praying for it. You're manifesting that. And like mm-hmm. same with meditation, all of those things, it, it requires you to clear your mind and really like focus mm-hmm. and stuff. And I feel like it gets the same effect. Like my mom, uh, I remember growing up as a kid and like when I would wake up early and go downstairs, she would sometimes be like at the kitchen table with her Bible and stuff and she'd be going through it. And that would be her quiet time in the morning. Like she would pray and sometimes she would fall asleep. But like a lot of that, I felt like As we do. it was the same, it was the same like effect that you would mm-hmm. get from like waking up and doing a morning meditation. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's interesting to see the connections there mm-hmm. where it's like, we're, we all kind of work towards the same mm-hmm. things just in different ways. Uh, I, I personally believe that uh prayer is like a bit more of a, um, it's more like a, a pointed um, sort of meditation. Yeah. Be- yeah. It's, it's very similar to manifestation in, in which you're like shooting like your energy out and mm-hmm. trying to like influence like how life goes with, yeah, your, with yeah. your good vibes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and meditation is much more inward. Uh, maybe it could, I guess it could be pointed, but like towards yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's more about like thinking inward, yeah, reflecting. Absolutely. And prayer is much more out. Yeah, kind of like what you're saying. I've always found um, that meditation is a way to like recenter your nervous system and mm-hmm. like calm yourself down within yourself. It's just it's just you. Um, whereas prayer is like a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Like I always right. do prayer. Like um, I'm a verbal processor, and so if I'm dealing with something in my personal life that I um, I may not be expecting immediate results with, but like I'm I'm a big fan of prayer. I still like actively pray. Um, if I'm not expecting immediate results with it, just talking about it with a connection to like what god is for me is a way of processing that in a way that's not like harmful to my mental health mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. those I, being like listen to all my crap right now i 100 percent agree with um mm-hmm. what you just said i i think that just like speaking words into existence is something that can mm-hmm. help people immensely yeah. mm-hmm. just simply by stating things you can change your set of mind to do something that you want to do. Yeah. I love a good affirmation. Yeah. When I, when I was in middle school, uh, they gave us like, they gave us little worksheets and they were like, (laughs) if, if you write down your goal, you're more likely to do it. And I think that's, I I think that's a hundred percent correct. I, I wrote down like hike the Appalachian trail. I don't know if I'm going to do that anymore. (laughs) Um, but I, I definitely use that now. Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe if something's bothering me, just, saying it out loud as scary as it might be at least you are putting a label on that you're acknowledging yeah you're acknowledging it you're Mm -hmm. acknowledging it and that is the first step to bettering yourself absolutely oh yeah it's like if you take all any spiritual aspect away from it if it's nothing else it's literally you just setting intentions Mm -hmm. you're like this is what i want to do that's really good and i think that's something that you don't get as much like in a religion i'm not like Mm. downing religion or anything who me but i i i think it's like when you set an intention for yourself or manifest something for yourself it's i don't know it makes it more personal than just like 
asking for it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prayer for me is like the whole like, like oh, you just ask for it and then you just wait for God to do right, stuff. Right. I think that that's always like, it's it's kind of this like like bastardized mindset of, of what prayer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I talked to my grandma a lot about this and, and her firm belief as a, the strong Southern woman that, that she is, is that God will only do what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And so if you can mm-hmm. do it yourself, he's not going to touch it. Um, and that's her, her whole thing is, is, is like, God will help you if you put in an amount of work. Yeah. Um, and like, I think that's true for, for like anything. Like there, there are the whole like, let go and let God. Right. I love that. Like, like at first (laughs) you're, you're you're like, don't do anything in your life. What, but like what that really means is when you pray, you'll pray about something and you'll say it and you'll go like, damn, I could do that for myself Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then you go and do it and it lets you hone in on the things that you're like, I can't, that's not my thing to do like mm-hmm. if you're praying like i want this person to stay in my life maybe they're not supposed to yeah. and, you ha- and you have to acknowledge you can mm-hmm. let them go but if you go like i want this person to you know listen to me more when i talk or maybe i'm like i'm not listening to them when they talk and that's something mm-hmm. that i've you know acknowledged because i've had this conversation with myself or an entity or whatever and i think that's a cool way that mm-hmm. um that prayer or meditation can impact life yeah absolutely yeah uh when i when i was growing up in um in the catholic church uh i was uh i was running a um I was I wasn't running a, a summer camp, but I was sort of helping along with it. It was a children's it, yeah, it was, it was like yeah. a children's like week long. Wait, 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 were they doing camp. were they doing uh what is it called vacation Bible? School? Yeah, that's what it was called. VBS yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, and, I uh, miss vacation Bible. Gotta say yeah 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 yes to VBS. Gotta say I'm so I'm yeah they had those cool rock pop Christian songs yeah where all kids could relate to it. Way out of hand. Did they ever have okay? So my church I went to like a mega church. It was a Southern Baptist church. It had like two thousand members there every Sunday and. We had like the vacation Bible school in this huge stage. They set up like all these uh, characters and, and decorations around it, like scenery. It was mm. basically a show. And they'd get like a bunch of the high school kids that wanted to help with it to like get up there. And we learned the choreography to all of those oh, songs. Yeah, we we did like, that too. oh, yeah. We knew oh, it. Yeah. And we would just lead like the masses in yeah. the choreography. I was like, this is what it's like to be a pastor. Our youth pastor painted himself blue. Our youth pastor painted himself blue and drove a motorcycle through the center of church and then our like pastor board was like i think we need to calm vacation bible school down a little <laughs> bit there was a cool. goat in the building yesterday like a literal <laughs> blue goat um yeah so back to your thing andrew i do want to hear about what you're talking about um but uh there was there was a snack time every day and uh one of the days there was cookies and i was like hey could i I have two cookies. I mean, I'm 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 sort of working the thing, so could I have two? And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely. God helps those who helps themselves." Um, <laughs> yeah. And so and so, I definitely agree with what you were saying earlier. Where if yeah, yeah. if like if you can do it, then God will help you with it. Right. No, I I totally agree with that phrase as well. Like God helps those who help themselves. I was told in church that that is not true. Mm-hmm. Like God will help you no matter what. But also, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the whole uh like the, the scripture that says like ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find mm-hmm. at first seems like like oh if you just sit on your ask and ask and pray real nice god will give you what you want but like when i think of like seek like mm-hmm. i am seeking the goals mm-hmm. in my life i yeah. am seeking people that will that i can love and cherish mm-hmm. in my life i am seeking success in whatever form that may come and if i am doing that with an honest and good heart then those things will come into my life in in a genuine way there's two there's two parts to that there's there's the first part which is like 
asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find. And and that's the, and you, you have to remember like there is two parts. There's two mm-hmm. parts to it. This happens all the time it's all when about, people are like yeah. using things from the Bible. They'll they'll cherry like pick. yeah, they'll cherry pick. They'll they'll use like a specific like phrase right here, not use the whole thing and use it to their to their yeah. own devices. Just the asking you will receive part. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. that absolutely mm-hmm. it, it pisses me off, really, because here's the thing. Like I was saying before, I think most religions have something good in them. I think mm-hmm. most spiritual texts, like the Bible, has a lot of good in it. And I think it's about interpretation. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are like, we interpret this mm-hmm. as if like every word in here, fact. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, why wouldn't you sit there and interpret it in a way that connects to humans? Mm-hmm. Like, to, like really connects to us in a way it's like, oh, we use this practically. Because... A lot of the stuff in there used practically, used mm-hmm. like in a real way, makes makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we were just talking well, about. The thing about religion is that the idea of it is so perfect, mm-hmm. but every everyone who practices religion is an imperfect creature. Yeah. Um yeah, and so absolutely. it's and so it is impossible to it's imp- reach ex- right. like exactly what all it, of them are. It's impossible are to meet those to standards. Mm-hmm. There is no religion that will make you a god. You will always be a human, no matter what you do, and that's important. To know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I think that's also important to think about when, um, either like seeking religion or yeah. um, just finding or, what you or believe, just like yeah. looking into religions. I, I I don't think that you get to choose the religion that you go to. I think that that, that the religion chooses you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in the I Catholic thought. Church. I don't think it chose me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll find something, but yeah, dude, Buddhism's right great. Now. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's likely that you would become, that you would join like a, uh, actually like organized religion, or do you think you'll always kind of be a floater? I don't know. I I think I'll be a floater because I I like thinking for myself and yeah. viewing and reflecting things, like coming up with like tough questions and and stuff. And yeah, I don't. I just I just enjoy that for myself. And yeah, if totally. I if I do that and I like take care of myself and I sort of like view myself in my own religion kind of mm-hmm. then i don't know maybe i could be happy i, I don't know i don't know it's, yeah, i'm i'm young it. i'm young right now yeah. so i have had <laughs> plenty of time to figure out my spirituality what in your life right now makes you the happiest or brings you the most joy um doing this podcast with you guys <gasps> uh, oh, me too me too i know i said i would talk about it a lot but yeah me too I okay that's all. i couldn't think of an answer i'm very sad <laughs> <laughs> I am a sad, sad man. Okay, man. Like, what is it? Because I know there's something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, quarantine has been weird. Uh, it's really, it's really Ooh, made yes, me. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, it's like it's... you and I have spent a lot of the quarantine together. Yeah, it's you. I've really had to like take stock in what I have and what I don't have, and like really appreciate what I do have mm-hmm. and appreciate what I did have. And I think that looking to the future is scary, but it's useful. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that that can keep keep us in a proactive mindset as maybe long as not you're not doing one. it too much yeah you can see i i sink into that yeah and it's yeah it really yeah. causes a lot of anxiety for me right. to think about the future mm-hmm. like long term mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i don't know i i enjoy being with people that i care about um that's very fulfilling yeah. to me uh, i also <laughs> very much enjoy taking time for myself Mm. Um, yes. This um, introverts unite. Yes. Yeah. yes I um. I'm, uh, someone told me once that actors. I'm an actor. Uh, actors <laughs> uh, are the most 
extroverted introverts there are, and I 100% that's so true. Yeah, oh, that's so true. Did something hit something? It hit something. Okay, I'm I've taken so many, like, I'm big into personality tests and all of all of that jazz. Uh, I'm a four wing five on the Enneagram, my tri type is four, six, nine. And people have told me I'm a five wing four, so we're basically the same. We're basically we're gonna get to the point where where Cody says, uh, personality test, and the viewers just go four wing five, and like they just know. I, you know what? That'd be so cool. I'd love. Hey guys, let's do some trivia one day. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Um, but also they they go. What is Georgia? No one knows. I'm a secret. Is that a country? Is it? Is that a city? It's me. Just saying. No, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. I'm a four ring three. Oh. No, you know we have the, we have the same um we have the same like Myers Briggs. I think no. We no, don't. we don't. No, I'm we, the adventure. We're just both fours, but the wings are different. The ISF. I'm the advocate i don't know know. i'm the advocate i don't remember what that is anyway look look it up do a google search Uh. point is i know i'm an enfp which is that like extroverted takes like over introverted but when Mm. i looked at like the actual scale of how close it was i'm 51 percent introvert or extroverted and 49 percent introverted Mm -hmm. which technically Mm -hmm. makes me an ambivert so it really goes back and forward depending on the people in the day i agree I'm learning pretty quickly that uh, personality tests are built for and by neurotypical people, and that's why I don't resonate with them, <laughs> because my brain doesn't work like that. And so when I go like... I don't like taking personality tests. Yeah, I'm, like, I've always taken them and like, that's not what I'm like, though. That's yeah. not what I'm like. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, it's because I'm not... I'm neurodiverse. That's not how my brain mm-hmm. functions. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't like the idea of being put in a box, even though mm-hmm. I've heard that... Looking at these personality tests and like seeing what you're similar to, it can be easier to help you find maybe good and bad habits that you may have yeah. and how to That's, improve yeah. on mm-hmm. them. And I, I like that. I understand That's that. That's what I use it for yeah. mostly. I, Granted, I totally just put myself in a box by listing all of my personalities. <laughs> but I, I don't feel as though it does that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, only, only because I feel like it does give me a, like a broader view of not only my personality type, but like how other people interact with me mm-hmm. and so yeah. it kind of opens it up for me to be able to interact with other people mm-hmm. easier andrew you said you said you don't want to put yourself in a box what, what is something that you wish more people knew about you nothing nothing you want to be a secret i'm a secluded person i want nobody to know about me i don't want people to know that i exist i don't want people to hear my voice i don't want people to, to <laughs> know anything about me you're gonna be really upset when you find out what we do with this recording. Oh no! <laughs> it's going on the internet. No, Andrew, Andrew. Just after that last question, I know uh-uh. no invasion of privacy or anything. But what is your biggest secret in life? <laughs> cool. Um, my social security number, <laughs> uh, which is. My friend, can you give us the three numbers on the back of your credit card? <laughs> I can't <God>. read. <laughs> Real quick, what is the name of your first pet? What street did you live on? What is your mother's maiden name? Let me answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people want to know. <laughs> God, slow your roll, Georgia. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a, a valid thing to say like, no, I'm good. You don't need to know any more about me. That's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, yeah, 100% valid. But also, <laughs> you're here. <laughs> If I can, if I can, I, if, if I can like manipulate my way to be seen like a specific way. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's, that's nice. Well, here's the thing. We all do that. Yeah. Every, of, everyone of course, manipulates course, yeah. the way that they're seen. Now, mm-hmm. like there's definitely like living as yeah. yourself, but yeah. even that, even if you're like trying to live as your truest mm-hmm. self, that you're manipulating yourself in some way. I mean, mm-hmm. you're letting yourself be, but it's still like making that, yeah. making yourself into what you want to 
be and be perceived as. You see, I, I think it's less that I want people to see me in a different way. And uh-huh. it's, it's just that I don't necessarily want them to see me in the way that is set by that right. test. Like, like I am, sometimes I can be a very anxious person. I don't want people to see that, though. Right. So, so something along those lines, yeah. I guess. Mm. So maybe you wish more people didn't put you in a box or yeah. see you as a certain yeah. thing that you do, which I think is totally real. When I was in high school, um, like people would be like, oh, that's so Andrew or oh, that's, <laughs> that's something. Oh, it's just Andrew. And, um, and you know, like, like I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I've got some, I've got some character, but also I was like, well, I mean, do you guys like really know me that much? I, mm-hmm. In college right now, I really only talk to like two or three people from high school. I, yeah. But those yeah. two or three people, like, the, that's the people. thing. Yeah, good people. They're the ones that really know you. I mean, The I, ones that wanted to know me, not yes. the ones who were like, yeah. oh, that's Andrew. Right. I had a lot of, like, I had a ton of friends in high school who, like, would come over, like, we'd all hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are two that keep in touch, like, constantly. And mm-hmm. then there's a few others that I talk to every once in a while. And that's, like, really good because clearly those are the people that care. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's also a lot that don't. And it's... It can be scary to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot because I have a lot of friends now. And I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, we just won't be friends in a while. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think the connections I've made here at college will last, especially in this industry. Like, mm-hmm. if I hit someone up and I'm like, hey, you want to do this project? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like... It's exactly what response. I did right here. I, exactly. exactly. I, I heard that you guys are doing a podcast. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I listened <laughs> to a few of your episodes. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so oh, good. You. I got to be a part oh, of this. Oh, you. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm listening to the podcast, I'll be like... I'll, you guys will ask a question. I'll give my answer. <laughs> Just when I'm driving in the car. <laughs> and now's your moment. Now's your moment to do that. Now's your moment. Yeah. Give all the answers. Speaking of like, answers and questions, uh-huh. I, I do want to ask, Andrew, do- you seem like the kind of person that would love unlimited power, right? Uh-huh. And like so, unlimited power. Un- unlimited like, power. But okay. let's say let's let's put a limit on it. If you could change <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry for giving you really. that hope and then immediately uh, yeah. taking it away. Um me. if you could change one thing in the world, mm-hmm. just one thing, that's the limit. Mm-hmm. But like you have unlimited power, you can change mm. one thing. What would it be? I'd probably change all grass to the color blue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's an entire music genre called bluegrass, and I've never understood <laughs> why it was called bluegrass. This is why you're going to be How am I supposed to find this mythical bluegrass if all this grass is freaking green? It's, it's crap. It's confusing. It doesn't right? make sense. Why? Yeah. You know what? That's that's what I want to know. I want to know why they call it bluegrass. This is actually just a guess, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate. It's because it's grassroots folk music mixed with blues guitar styling. That, that makes, makes sense. complete okay. sense. I but if I'm wrong, so yeah. sorry. Okay, okay, Andrew, your your one wish was dumb. Pick another one. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So if I would have to change one thing, yeah. um, no consequence or consequence? No consequence. No consequence. No okay, all water Except gone. Except for Cody telling you. <laughs> 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 you said all water gone. Yeah. <laughs> You're just tired of it. No more of that. I'm not thirsty. Not <laughs> I'm we not just thirsty. need coffee. We don't wait. Wait, we do need water for coffee. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. I've ruined the world. Hey, Andrew, can I ask you an almost entirely out of context question that I've just been thinking about almost. that I couldn't work into the conversation? Yeah. Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? Or are there any that you just think are plausible enough? I think the flat earth theory is plausible. <laughs> Okay, wait, no, no. Hey, Georgia, Georgia, don't you dare laugh Why are you laugh laughing at, at me? Don't you dare laugh at me. This is my him. honest opinion. This, this is my truest of selves, and you're laughing at me. Wow, Andrew, then this is why Andrew, Andrew doesn't want to open Let me up. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Wait, do you just flip a switch and it turns night? 
or if it's flat, I think how do we a, get to the knife? I think it's a pole cord. <laughs> ah, got yeah. it. No, got like it. Like a chowder. Like oh, a cartoon chowder. Okay, yes. Yeah. No, you've got a fair uh-huh. point. You got chowder, it was pretty spot on. Like mm. not not just mm. like scientifically, yeah. but philosophically. As all well. bod- all um heavenly bodies in space are stationary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this we right. knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh all heavenly bodies other than Earth are round. That okay. makes sense. Because we can see spherical. that. We can yeah, see we that. Yeah, we can see that. We can see that. Yeah, because we can look at them. Of yeah. course. Right? Also, also, like we see, we see like the disc of the moon, right? It's not. However, it's it's not a disc. It's it's a sphere. We're looking at it, and if we're looking at it, and we saw the the whole, I'm gonna say disc. I'm referring to sphere. If if you saw a coin and it wasn't heads, it wasn't tails. It's it's on mm, its side, yeah. standing straight up. That's what the moon would be. That doesn't make sense. No, it of would have to. Not. It would have to be spherical. It has to be spherical. Yeah. Mm. But so, but do you Earth. think the Earth is a flat rectangle, or is it a circle, or, or is square? it a different shape? It is a um, it is a flat circle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Antarctica is circling. bordering oh, everything. See, that makes so much more That's sense. Why the North the Pole doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so so we can assume that the way the dinosaurs died was a meteor hits that side of Earth. It does a coin flip. Coin flip. Oh my God! We're just on the other side. Wow. Now I gotta ask: gravity. How Mm -hmm. like are there people with magnets on the other side holding us down or like? First of all, Cody, how dare you even bring up the travesty that is known as gravity? Okay, that is false information put out by Bernie Sanders in order to. Stir up conflict in our in our politics. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> hey guys, if you haven't looked up the photo of, of Bernie Sanders and his little mittens, oh my at god, inauguration, it's do. Hey. It is my favorite photo. <laughs> he looks just so northern. Sam Rod, his father, and by the way, shout out to Kev Rod who listens to the podcast and is a yeah. G. Shout out Kev. Um, thank you for listening. I but he he edited Bernie into Sam's headshots. And, like, put him right beside Sam. Because Sam's just sitting there on, like, a step looking out. And, like, looking all cute and stuff. And Bernie is just there beside him in his mittens. And it's the best thing. It's so good. It's a great photo. Kev didn't only stop there. No, he went above and beyond. Because he went on the Google Street View of our apartment complex. (laughs) And he put Bernie in those, like, bushes out there. (laughs) He was out in front. And Bernie's just chilling at the Remington Apartments. And I love it so much. Oh man! He's just on the lookout for fascism. I, yeah, that oh that was just a highlight of my Bernie. night last we night. Love you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm playing with my keys back here. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm gonna stop playing with my keys because I'm sure that's annoying. Bernie sponsors. <laughs> I personally can't hear it, but I can't hear much, so that's. I just new. don't know if people can hear. I also keep forgetting that people can hear us. Yeah, you know, it's here's the thing. Yeah. I I I feel like I've been going deaf recently because mm-hmm. uh, when I drove, well. I still technically work at Domino's, but my car kaput. Got to get another one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, Rest in peace. What was your car's name? You know, I didn't ever name this one. I feel kind of bad about that. Rest in peace, unnamed car. That's why I died. You know, I think it's the car formerly known as the artist. And I... Rest in peace, the car formerly known as the artist. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... You have to pay your respects. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Respects. But driving for them, I, I've been, like, listening to my music just all the way up. Mm. Not all the way up, but, like, really loud. And, like, I've definitely noticed a slight effect on my hearing. Like, mm. I, I, when people ask me something or, like, call me or whatever, I, my first response is always, what now? I don't, I don't ever hear what they say the first time. And I'm just like, ah, I'm sorry. I think I'm going deaf. So that really, it's a whole side tangent. It has nothing to do with this. But that's something I should check out. Mm. Maybe turn your music down a little bit. But it's I can't so really good. Your hearing. <laughs> 
You know, um, funny thing, growing up, I used to listen to, uh, at least in high school, I was in band um, <laughs> since seventh grade, mm-hmm. uh, but I used to listen to almost exclusively classical music. Whoa. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tasteful. Yeah. Um, Look at you. Do you have and, a favorite composer? Um, no. Uh, I have a least favorite instrument, um, cool. which is cool. the... Um, the harpsichord, I think it's obnoxious. Mm. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly like Tudor era music, I dislike. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I don't like the harpsichord. I like it live. Yeah. The harpsichord live is fine, but I do not it's like the It's vibey for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. But I used to always, it was never meant to be recorded. Mm, I, I used to always listen to classical music. And um, and I, I had a car at the time, and I would, I would listen to the classical music often. One day, my dad, uh, because sometimes he would use the car... Uh, one day my dad came up to me and he was like, hey, Andrew, so um, I heard, uh, I read somewhere recently that teens who listen to loud music are oftentimes doing drugs. Drugs are involved. <laughs> but you're blasting classical music, so what's going on here? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what What do you need? How can we support you? I had no answers for him. I heard the Bach cello suites, and I, j- I just <laughs> want to talk. I just want to talk. Sorry, I'm just out here token up to Beethoven. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me, Dad? <laughs> God, you know Beethoven was a stoner. You know it. Most, most of, like, the greats, definitely. They gotta be, right? Oh, mm, genius. Mm. I don't know. Who, how do you come up with this stuff? Who knows? too chill. You, you don't come up with four seasons? No. Sir. No. Favoli, yeah. come on. I don't know. I don't want to speculate about people who are long dead smoking weed. My religion in America class took it freshman uh-huh. year. And really, really good class, actually. Uh, but Fascinating, yeah. They, he talked about how in the Catholic church, like when they would do mass and stuff, they would light like holy incense and everything and they would like put it in lanterns and swing it around the crowd so everyone got a little bit of the smoke they literally like got their crowds high to feel the holy spirit and that's why they felt the holy spirit and that's why everyone wanted to go to mass a holy meaning to spiritual high like i'm sure some of the teenagers were just like hey uh, did you go to mass this weekend uh, yeah sort of like how uh coca-cola put cocaine in there in their drinks Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly like that. Um, for the longest time, actually, the Catholic Church put cocaine in their uh, in their wine. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is a true fact that we definitely know. Just wanna just wanna put out there. My fact was one that I did learn in school. Um, the other one, I believe. I like I I you know Andrew said it. And I, I believe, believe it. But we and don't know. Because I grew up Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up Catholic, and now I'm addicted God, to cocaine. I, I wish I wish so bad you could see the face that Andrew <laughs> said that sentence because it was so good. Oh my God. All That's right. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's let's just like like you know we've we've talked about the, these mm. these fun things these light things but yeah I mean, I, we'll jump into like those last couple of like hard like big, big boy questions okay. you know things. you know um those serious those serious things um I really wanted to think of like a completely non serious question and all I could think do was serious you like fruit so loops I I I like them more than Apple Jacks I actually have to disagree I've with never you. had either I think I like Apple Jacks more than Fruit Loops Fruit Loops are just like I don't, I'd rather eat Fruity Pebbles than Fruit Loops. Do you want to know what my favorite cereal is? What's that? The Cheerio part of Lucky Charms? Yeah. I hate <laughs> <laughs> This interview is over. <laughs> the Cheerio part of Lucky Charms. Andrew's in love with <laughs> No, no. But for real, this, the serious questions. I, 
Andrew, yeah, especially yeah. coming from your perspective, because we've already talked about, you know, your spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. and what happens after death and everything, but what to you is the meaning of life? Cool. What, what do you, what do you, what do you, um, what do you mean by meaning of life? Is that like, like, is there like an end goal or is it like a personal fulfillment? I'd like to hear not only your personal meaning of life, okay. but what you think like a reason we could all be yeah. here for, even if it's like kind of meaningless, what's something that as a species humanity could mm. be working towards? If somebody walked up to you and was okay. like, what's the yeah. point? The end of the question mm. got a lot more existential than I assumed it would. Yeah, but that's uh, the whole point yeah, of the show. Yeah. Was the, um, yeah. <laughs> ultimately, I don't think that there is a meaning of life. Mm. Um, which brings back to me not thinking that anything happens after death. Right. I, right. I don't think that there's like a a big, I don't think that there's a big goal to get to at the end of this stretch, uh, of, uh, at the end of this marathon that we call life. I, yeah. I don't think that there's like a goal at the end. However, I, I think that what we label as a meaning of life, I, I think that that's just our own things that we do to fulfill ourselves. Mm. I think that the meaning of life is completely subjective to each individual person mm-hmm. as a spirit species um <laughs> i didn't know that this was a three-part question <laughs> but it um, is now i didn't either until just now I, I don't know you could argue that it's like maybe the technological advancement of of the human race because the thing is we don't know where we're going like yeah. we're here right now we we can and we have like we have this image of what we want the future to be oh, like oh, so man. maybe it's that image yeah maybe um maybe it is actually like Maybe, like, can we, like, completely open our consciousnesses yeah. um, and completely achieve, like, every, like everyone completely achieves nirvana? Um, <laughs> like, is, is, is that, that the, mm-hmm. the, the meaning of life? I, Could I don't be. know. I, here, here's the thing, and I know, I know we said we were getting to the end, but I just need to continue with a few more questions because now you, you mentioned the technological advancement uh-huh. of the human race. And I, this is something that I've been really into recently, just with like AI and everything coming mm-hmm. out. And also have you heard like recent news from BBC releasing information about like actual real aliens? I have not. Yeah, no, that's, that's like very exciting. Yeah. Basically America and Britain confer- confirmed that mm-hmm. aliens are real. And then yeah. nobody talked nobody about, talked about it. it. But it's a confirmed we thing. We skipped it. And here's here's my thing. I yeah. think I Wild. here's what my hope for the world would mm-hmm. be, is that because, like, clearly capitalism, socialism, every ism, mm-hmm. like except for tribalism. Tribalism works pretty well because you've got your tribe and that's like what you're focused on. But a lot of the other isms don't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that aliens being like like confirmed is something that could help unite like the human race as mm-hmm. an entire species. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, oh, oh, we're not we're not the biggest things out here. We're not the smartest things. Mm-hmm. Guys, maybe we shouldn't be fighting each other because we're all the same. Oh you see, but I'm scared that it's gonna be guys, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be fighting these aliens. Exactly. And that's what we don't want it to go to. No, yeah. That's that's if America takes charge. Based on us as our experience as a human race we don't do great with taking care of things that have a difference from us. We do pretty good at taking from things that have a difference from us. So I, I think that our next phase of humanity should be focused on not doing mm-hmm. that. No, I completely agree. Like, have you like, guys heard yeah. of the great, I, I think it's called the great filter. No, please, please. Enlighten oh, me. um, well, it's a theory, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, 
I, I, I don't know, like, a lot about this, so don't take everything that I say as law. Um, of course. We take all facts on this show with a handful of salt cool, thrown cool, in the cool. general direction. Um, but the, uh, the Great Filter is, it's almost like a roadblock for um, some mm-hmm. sort of civilization. Mm-hmm. So if they're, um, it, it, it could be like a huge disease. Like, like if coronavirus, uh, if that like just knocked everybody out, if everybody died, that would have been the Great Filter. We would have not continued as a species um maybe it's war maybe it's war that does that mm. does this we knocks everybody out that's that's the roadblock that we hit and we can't get past it anymore because right. yeah everyone's dead um it's it's things mm. like that mm-hmm. and uh the um and you can either uh be stopped by the great filter or continue past it and then you're gonna like become this great civilization or whatever um and like the what? knowledge of uh, aliens being real was actually a little bit of a threat to us believing in if you believed in like the great filter because right. if aliens lived on Mars then what wiped them out right are we going to get to that point have we already Dude, passed it we don't we know. could be the, apparently can you leave a planet voluntarily could they have left without you know having anything happen yeah they could have all left we we don't know they could and have already evolved to the point like that we're getting to where we're getting to like interstellar travel and everything mm-hmm. they might have gotten to that thousands millions of years ago mm-hmm. we wouldn't know mm-hmm. my personal favorite theory about aliens is that we use our diagnostic qualities of life on earth to look for life mm-hmm. on other planets but because we've only ever experienced earth we have no proof or evidence that other mm-hmm. beings right. require our same diagnostic qualities of life. Oh, it could be, it could, I think that's what I think. Cause people think aliens are like little green men and mm-hmm. I highly doubt it. They like think more like star Wars and or any other sci-fi show, like the mm-hmm. weirdest alien you can find on there may be somewhat close to like normal for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I also think it's funny BBC when they were talking about, you know, aliens and stuff and what they're talking about, the aliens are mad and they're like, you guys, are fucking up your own planet. Oh yeah. Why yeah. would we like why would we want to work with y'all in any way? Yeah. Like y'all are fucking up big time. So yeah. just think about that everybody when you throw away a plastic bottle. <laughs> your your individual contribution to uh to killing the earth is so minuscule in in comparison to the contribution of corporations. Please focus your energy on corporations. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 Walmart's fine. What are you talking about? BP is the, like, like BP that, that started the, um, the fight for, in the 70s, BP was like, hey, you throwing away your plastic cups and not recycling, you're the reason the world is dying. <laughs> where the entire time BP was in the top five companies that produce like 70% of the yeah. pollution in the world. 70% of the pollution in the world is, is by five it's, companies. It's like, that's like throwing a firecracker. 15 feet away from a fire so that mm-hmm. you can't pay attention to the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, hey, can you see that wildfire over there? But that guy over there has poppets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. He like, started that for sure. You're the person with the poppets. Focus on the wildfire. And so many people don't even look at the wildfire, you know? Some people look at the fire the fire and say, that's not a fire. Oh, my God. They're right here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. I love that ocean over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of baffles me, honestly. It's... Look at the fire. 
like see the fire for what it is like mm-hmm. yeah but the fire can be scary i mean if if you don't know about the fire you feel a lot more safe because fire is dangerous right no for sure yeah, fire. Oh, yeah. I- acknowledging acknowledging that the world around you is is going through mm-hmm. a lot is it's scary and it's difficult i remember when i was a kid i was um around 11 and, and i i learned that my favorite animal was going extinct Damn. And I, like, had my birthday party was, like, lemur and rainforest themed. And instead of gifts, I asked people to send me money that I could send to the rainforest. But but I realized, presents. like, the next year that, like, that contribution was so minuscule. It was so tiny. It was, mm-hmm. it was almost nothing. And it made me really sad. And I was, I was like, there's there's so little that that you really can do. Um, which is, it's a hard thing to realize. But, but looking at the world and acknowledging those things and acknowledging that individually... We have very little power. It encourages us to unite and to work right. to change the things that are harming mm-hmm. the earth and, and harming people on this earth and harming animals on this earth um, and actually work to fix it because we know we can't do it alone. So we have to do it together. Here's the thing that's scary is especially in art, like the way we're running things now, like corporations aren't going to stop. It, it would take a massive overhaul, like literally an entire revolution to like change what they're doing. And so it, it has to be us or banding together, which is insane. Because even if we laws. all band together, there's still 70% of the pollution caused by a few companies. And it's like, mm-hmm. we can only do so much until there is mm-hmm. m- massive change, which is the it's scariest a, mm-hmm. part. It's also really hard to look at it and be like, yeah. I can do something. Because yeah. u- ultimately, you're it's only really, really like 100%, well, not even 100%, but you're only really aware of yourself. Yeah. Um, and it can be hard to be aware of others. Mm-hmm. And not knowing about that can be very um, dissuasive. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's it's hard. I, I've had a lot of conversations with like my mom this year, where she's been like, "I just feel like I don't know anything. Like I just feel like I'm never gonna like know these things about the world or what needs to change." And like the things that you do know and the things that you're making an effort to learn, like those have positive impact. And there's no point where we can be like, "I've learned everything bad about the world, and I know exactly how to fix it." We're never gonna reach that point. There's never that end point with anything really even in life like of course not the universe is yeah. constantly changing the only thing we can be sure about is change mm-hmm. and so it, that's a, yeah. such a comforting feeling to me because like knowing that even if reaching the end of life like mm-hmm. it's not gonna be done it's funny it's funny that one of the most consistent things in life is change yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, but but it's, the only it's thing like such sure a constant of. and okay wow i'm about to really expose myself uh i was watching frozen 2 last night right and <laughs> i've never seen that before is it good it's really good okay <laughs> like I'll, I'll give it a shot here's the thing i didn't i didn't love frozen yeah but frozen 2 really good okay and like the animation like if you watch it for the animation itself uh-huh. like you know how soul is the oh, most beautiful the, Pixar the animation movie. is so good it it's like that but for just just disney it's like oh it's just that be- the nice. water uh. but a big a big part of that movie, and I think why I liked it so much, is it dealt with like some existential things. Like mm-hmm. Olaf was sitting there learning new feelings. He's like, Why it, am I mad? What is this? But like mm. a big part of that was change. And honestly, when did that movie come out? Like 2019? I don't know. Perfect timing, honestly, for like no, well, it's a, it's a, Yeah, no, no, perfect pandemic, timing. Like really. it came it came right before the pandemic, which was great timing. But like mm. it's all about getting used to change, being okay with change. And when change happens, what do you do? What do you do if you're the only thing that Mm -hmm. you have? And that's something that has scared me for a while. It's Mm -hmm. like, because I I am pretty focused on security. Mm -hmm. 
and it does scare me a little bit when I feel like, oh no, I don't have anyone or anything, just myself. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And it's just, that's why the, the idea of change is such a comforting thing for me because no matter what, no matter if you're all by yourself, you've got nothing else, you still have yourself and you can still move like things are going to change. You just got to keep doing the next right mm-hmm. thing. And it's, I don't know. It's really good. I know I went on a tangent, but change is cool. Oh, yeah, it was cool. And accept it because it's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Accepting and learning from it is a, is a huge thing that we have to put into yeah. our lives. Even Absolutely. When Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so getting to the last couple of questions now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, wh- so... This is more just a you question, but okay. what are you most excited for for your future? For my future? Yeah. Oh, I I really want to work. I really yeah. want to work. I mean, yes. like, as an actor, right. of, no, course, of course. Right, of course, of course. That's what I'm most excited about. I'm. It's something that I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's something that I got late that I got into late in the game, but I, I don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I was um, going to say, sixth yeah. grade? Yeah, no way. I was, well, I didn't decide. Uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a computer programmer. I was, oh, on, wow. I was on a robotics team for a while. I didn't what? actually, I wasn't like the, I wasn't like the MVP of the robotics right. team or anything. I was pretty small fish, but um, it's, it's something that I enjoyed. And I really didn't decide that I was going to like study acting until second semester of my senior year in high school. Whoa. Yeah. Which is, wow. which is, Pretty late because you have to like get auditions and right. How did you? Stuff. How did you do that? Well, I didn't actually make it into the uh, school of stage and screen here at Western Carolina. Um, wow. I came here the first week of school. Did what's known as last minute auditions. Um, I don't oh, know if yeah. they do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They, um, last chance. Yeah, oh, they, they still do okay. last chance. Uh, yeah, last, last Which chance. Which is audition. a scarier like term oh, yeah, than last yeah. minute. Yeah. Last, <laughs> chance. <laughs> last chance. You yeah. fuck it up last this time, chance. you're done. Yeah. And we have so many who come. So many people come into the program for last chance. And it's mm-hmm. awesome for the same reason you did. It's just like, oh wait, no, I I think I'll do that. <laughs> it's just acting is something that I love very much, and mm-hmm. I just want to do it. Yeah. That's something that I'm excited yeah, about. Man. I also really enjoy drawing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Dude, That's a nice therapeutic thing that I enjoy doing. Gotta be honest, your sketches, like, I, I've now just recently gotten into, like, really working on my sketching and, mm-hmm. like, getting good at it. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I'm good yet, but I think, I think I've got a few good ones. And, like, yeah. you definitely inspired me to do that. I think, I think that the biggest step when you're, like, drawing or something, I think that the biggest step that you have to take... Um, mm-hmm. And it's also one of the hardest steps to take is forgiving yourself. Yes, acknowledging there's no right answer. Exactly, no right answers. Mm-hmm. When I when I first started out, I got that little blue journal. In fact, I have it in my jacket. No, it's in my room. Anyway, um, but I got that and I started sketching in it, and they were trash. They were really bad, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But in my mind, I was like, "Damn it, it's not gonna be as good as Andrews are right now." And <laughs> I was so I, <laughs> you. No, I was just like super. I don't know. I was insecure about it for a while. Mm. And it really took last semester, me mm-hmm. getting my own paints, getting all my art supplies and just doing it myself, yeah, sitting down and figuring it out. Yeah. It's the most fun. It's really have. just finding out what you can do. It's so easy to have an image of what you want to do in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you try to do it and you're like, this is not <laughs> what not was it. in my mind yeah, at all. Yeah. This is awful. Mm-hmm. But you just, if you give yourself like, if you give yourself the credit, like, okay, okay I did this. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not exactly what I wanted, but I can turn this into something. Dude, exactly. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Finding that, oh, my God. Because for me now, if I want to sketch some wacky cartoon, like, I just start. 
Yeah. Sometimes I'll have a picture of kind of what I want mm-hmm. to do in my mind, but really just freehanding and mm-hmm. whatever comes out on the page is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's how I draw now because it's just like the best yeah. things come out of that. A lot of my stuff is abstract. And so it's really just like, like I'll go into it and I'll have no idea what I'm doing. Maybe <laughs> I'll put a, like a single line down. And I'll be like, that line is going to turn into a cherry blossom tree. <laughs> and maybe it changes. Maybe it changes yeah. like three or four times when I'm trying to make this cherry blossom tree. Maybe it turns from a cherry blossom tree into a, a snake with three fangs. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. That's awesome actually. Cause like, again, change is good. Absolutely. Change yeah. makes things like it starts out as a cherry blossom mm-hmm. tree, but now it's a three fanged snake. Mm-hmm. That's cool as fuck. And it's also, Whoa. and it's also yeah, like totally. maybe something, maybe if I went in and uh, I had an image in my mind and it's not exactly what I went with. Um, and I put a line down. I'm like, oh, this looks awful. I'm like, well, what can I do with this? And then it changes. And mm-hmm. then you can just appreciate that for what it is. Exactly. And like find the beauty in that. And Ooh, you did that. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that that's just really important. Good life lessons. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, um, let's get to the last question then. I would love to listen to your last question and maybe answer it. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Listen that, to our last question I mean, and then maybe answer it. That's, that's, that's a lot. You don't have to, but that's quite the commitment and we appreciate yeah. it. I might just be yeah, silent we... for 15 seconds. That's okay too. And yeah, I don't yeah. want you to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Since you've said that, um, I'll ask you, I'll ask you our final question, okay. which is what is the best advice you've ever received? I think that I, I received two pieces of advice and they were in the same day and they both contradicted each other. I was, uh, I was in theater in high school and I was also in robotics team in high school and one day for theater practice uh, my professor my, my teacher was uh, was telling us to just do what we want to do because wow. why not yeah. like that's just do what you if, if you work doing what you love you never work a day in your life or however the phrase goes that's true um same day uh, my robotics professor was like nobody cares what your job is as long as it makes money <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. uh yeah those, uh, oh, those oh. are incredibly different answers. yeah absolutely um and so i'm doing what i want to do now um another yes, piece good. of advice that i i've taken to heart is um never go into insurance um fair which, enough which is i think why my my father supports me uh as an artist so much because he works in insurance and he doesn't like it at all he was like andrew you can do anything you want to do as long <laughs> as it's insurance. not in insurance just please dear yeah. God, don't go for insurance. your sake not even my yeah yeah Oh my god. But that that's really good yeah. advice. I think I don't know. I hate the I I know I'm just a 20-year-old kid who hates capitalism. Whatever. I hate the fact that it all, you Put know. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we will. Um but I hate the fact that in our society what you do and like you, how much money you produce equates your value because mm. it's just not true. It's just not true, and I wish that everyone could just do what they wanted. You know, I know that's too much. We do that with so many I, weird things too, like accents. Something as minuscule as as like where you're from, like the dialect that you've grown up with. Mm-hmm. People assume you're maybe a little stupid because you sound country. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nuts. I think that one interesting thing about how we view work as a society is that we have these jobs in our head that are the jobs that we think everybody wants like mm. everybody wants to either be famous be a doctor or be a lawyer yeah. those are the jobs that everybody wants mm. and then the rest of the jobs are just like the steps and that was as high as you could get but i have an alternative theory which is that 
every job has someone who that is their dream job. I have met in my life people who could not be any happier unless they were working at a restaurant. I've met people who could not be any happier unless they were working as a garbage man. Like literally every single job. Mm -hmm. There is someone or many people who freaking love that job. And I think we should stop viewing work as this hierarchy of, oh, you made it. You're a lawyer. And instead of like, are you happy where you are? No, do something else. Mm -hmm. Are you happy where you are? Yes. Amazing. You did it. Exactly. I'm happy right where I am right now. At the end of the episode. I can't wait to leave. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm not I, even gonna lie. I haven't eaten today, and it just it needs to happen. I've had two it cups is of coffee time. and a carrot, a baby carrot. A, but hey, that's protein. No, that's no, not protein. Uh, that's it's not protein. It's soup. You got that clean soup to start your day. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. yeah we, uh, everybody, go go eat some lunch or whatever. And drink some bean soup. You know? <laughs> Drink some, drink some bean soup. Thank you so much, yeah, Andrew. Thank it was great you. having this you. Was yeah, thank you. This was fantastic. This was so much fun. You want to plug anything? <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to. I would like to plug tonight's sleep. Um, I hope all of you have pleasant dreams. Just be com- be comfortable. And that's that's everything that I have to <laughs> cool, say. Cool, cool. Um, and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much, and thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next see Monday. See you next Monday. See you next Monday. Wait, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <Bye>, <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>